What's up, Jimbo? Merry post-Christmas, Josh. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Give me – now, I know that we have a tradition that that this is only – you know, year number two for us on the pod, but I would say for decades now, we've done a little Christmas rundown. So, decades? Uh, decades? De- I don't, literally. I don't believe, I don't believe decades. Oh, oh you, yeah, yeah, it's been decades, dude. And, um, tell me more about, uh, or tell me something about your Christmas. Did you, was there something special that was cooked? I, if, if I know anything about you and your people, there was. Yeah, well, we we made um, some val. We why we uh, luckily, you know, I I made some valiant efforts, um, and that makes it sound like it was crap. It was not. It just didn't go precisely as planned. So, um, if you really want to know, and I think you do, oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> um, we 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 do generally try to do something special every Christmas. This year we upped the ante, which was. Um, Perhaps foolhardy, given the fact that we have a newborn. She's almost three. Is she still considered a newborn? How new is <laughs> Three months. <laughs> exactly. Does um, she have a job? That's the question. Right. Yeah. I mean, no job. Like she's just like you know, sucking off the family seat as it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow. Um, but with a, but with a two and a half month old, uh, they they still seem to require a lot of attention. So to up the ante in this year of all years, I think the motivation was because this year has been so truncated in terms of many normal experiences that we try to sort of um, make up for it with a mm-hmm. bigger Christmas feast. Compensate, so, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, like I told you, I don't have a big vocabulary last time. You know, I'm still waiting on I'm still waiting on that stimulus money to buy more buy more fifty cent words. But um <laughs> it's not that compensated as a fifty cent word. Maybe it's a you know, is it a two bit word? I don't know. Well it's with inflation, who knows what anything costs. Uh old man joke. Anyway, so um there was a thing that we've been wanting to do called the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Evidently, this is something of an Italian uh, tradition where on Christmas Eve, they, it's all seafood. And, mm-hmm. um, and I guess you're supposed to have seven fishes. We were going to do seven. I think part of that comes in the form of stews, like a cioppino or something, where there's multiple types of sea, you know, um, sea life in one wrapped into one dish. But what we had in, uh, envisioned um, was what she had bought and planned for was to have oysters, and scallops and lobster mm. and then also something that we had so that that would have been a new thing so it would have been the feast of the three fishes i guess and right the new thing i believe it's three fish but but proceed well actually since we're bringing it up oh, uh, good, when you're good. talking about multiple when you're talking about multiple species fishes is correct ah okay well so, so if you have six trout you have six fish but if you have a trout, a bass, and a salmon, you have three fishes. Nice. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Right. So, um, in any case, and then the other tradition that we've been doing was uh, she made homemade raviolis with homemade ricotta, stuffed with homemade ricotta. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So the first, first you make the make the homemade ricotta. Then you have to make all your dough, your pasta dough, and then you have to make your you know make your raviolis, roll out the dough, blah blah blah. You know, don't rely on me, YouTube it if you want to know how to make raviolis. But yeah, so that alone was a big big process. And then the plan for Christmas Day was to have a a, a beef Wellington done. Mm. In the style, in the French style, which is funny because it's Wellington doesn't sound especially French, but this this recipe came out of Julia Child's uh, Joy of Cooking book that she has owns that I got it for Christmas many many Christmases ago. Gotcha. And she attempted to make the her own pastry dough for the Wellington. Mm. Right. So there was a lot a lot of like baking components or pastry components between the. The pastry for uh, the for the Wellington, the pasta dough for that. I feel like there was something else. It's all making me a bit blind right now, to be honest with you. Uh, like there were some, uh, some other sides that may have been a part of the mix. But long story short, the uh, and maybe because we didn't do seven fishes, we got we got a little jacked um, and 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 punished, you know, through karma. And uh, karma is probably not the appropriate. But anyway. Christmas Eve feast did not happen. Uh, we just time and energy and newborns got the better of us. Selfish <laughs> so we newborns. ended up right, exactly. So we ended up having our feast of the seven fishes and raviolis for lunch on Christmas Day, and still proceeded to have the beef Wellington. Uh, we, and by the way, the beef Wellington comes with like a, a sauce, a very you know, with Madeira and stock and butter and. And 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 the uh, beef Wellington also uh, is filet mignon uh, tenderloin chopped out into steak form but tied together. Then in between each cut, you rub a bunch of. We couldn't get foie gras, but I got some sort of duck mousse from the market, and it was rich, boy. Uh, I was already stuffed to the rim from scallops and lobster and raviolis um, and oysters for lunch. So by the time dinner rolled around, I I choked it down. That's legit, dude. You earned your gout. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was no asparagus, so let's not (laughs) Well, coincidentally, I did do a little bacon-wrapped asparagus um, uh, for mine. Mine, I I do not have any, you know, foie gras or or duck action, but um, but we did do – see, oh, boy, boy, you, you guys know how to step up the game. Um, yeah. I made yeah, like, a, I, like uh, I said, there was a lot of compensation, so don't take this as the norm. Well, I made an apple blueberry pie and an apple pie. Ooh. Both 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 were good. And um, then I also I did a, uh, a cranberry bacon Brussels sprouts, which was um, was very very good, except for the fact that we messed up. You know, the thing for me, and I know we've talked about this before, um, is timing. And so those were finished early, and so then we put the lid on them, and so then the Brussels sprouts got a little wilty. And um, so it was, it was a little little fast. But what I enjoyed, I think, more than the meals themselves was the leftovers that we created. So we had like a um, like a ham and cheese braid that was really, really delicious. Oh, yes, yes, finished. And then there was one – well, let me just interrupt and say the other baking component, yeah. and, and I forgot – is that she made a uh, she made her own bread, threaded bread. So it okay. was homemade bread that was like weaved together into like you know 
like a thread and uh and it was and into the weave went some various herbs and you know bay leaves and whatever so and and uh and so and that had to be baked you know so in addition to all of this we had doughs rising for breads and and wellingtons and so anyway i'm sorry to interrupt but yeah no 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 it sounds like you had a christmas miracle there was another baking component yes well, baking historically scares me a little bit just because of the, once again, to bring up the timing component. Um, and in my lack of baking, uh, uh, materials. Sure. You know how, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, that, that makes a huge difference in terms of the, the equipment that you're working with. But I made a, um, a scramble with, with the, the ham. And well, we also did a potato dish, two of them. There was a mashed potato dish. And then with, you know, sour cream and onion and garlic and all that sort of thing that was, that was quite delicious that we actually used some of the old bacon bits for. So that, that was a nice, nice overage. Mm. And also a, um, a hash brown with a homemade hash brown, uh, hash brown, sour cream, you know, uh, uh, crumble with instead of like a breadcrumb thing, a, a pork rind, you know, pork rind just in case. You're ever doing some gluten-free action. Um, pork rinds work really well as faux uh, breadcrumbs. So yeah. that that may, that may not be an issue well. for you. What's that? Cornflakes as well. Cornflakes as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot cornflakes are also gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. Because in the past I've done Ritz work really well if you're not gluten-free because they have that buttery texture. But um, yeah, cornflakes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So, dude. Um, uh, yesterday I was in the car and I had a major, major blast from the past. I don't know how long it's been for you, but it's probably, I know it's been over a decade since I heard the, um, studio version of Whole Lot of Love. And I heard it, uh, yesterday, like I said, in a car, on a car stereo that was in stereo. And it immediately, I flashed back to being in the Arbor Cinema with you cranking it on the, um, like the movie theater, uh, speaker. And yep. um, the um, and, and hearing it all in that stereo, like swooshing around the stereo, and um, it was just the right speakers with the with the band amp. Oh band yeah, amp. yeah. And I know that there was a lot. That's a whole lot. Of, that's a whole. No, 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 no. That's what is and what should never be. I'm right. talking about the the, the then, breakdown in whole lot. The, with the drums and all over the place that you're surrounded by it. Oh, and all the shouting and all that sort of thing. Yeah, no, no, right. it, was, it was quite remarkable. And um, it did, it also reminded me of the, the what is and what should never be in your car where we heard that in stereo too. And I just felt right. like, like um, I know that we talk a lot about things that like maybe we've grown out of or aren't as good as what we remember them. Man, that, that, that is a, a piece of musical art, let me tell you. Is he, uh, w- w- I think some things, other... are nostalgic. some things are nostalgic, what? and some things transcend that. Oh, yeah. And just brilliantly and what, ahead what of you, time. What you just had, what you, or right on time, the first of its time. You know, because we, we use that phrase a lot, like ahead of its time. It's almost like something we just say, because if it's really, it's always of its time. They're just the first. The transcendent, so to speak. But I guess, way, I guess if I listen, go ahead. You, 
No, no. Well, I was no. saying, when I think of other albums that came out, say, in 69, which is when that one came out, um, just just a genius use of sound and use of stereo and use of effects. Sure. And, I mean, one of the one of the realities is that the consumer had limited access to really experience it the way they wanted them to, the way it was recorded. Yeah, but nowadays you can just be driving in the car and have it be Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You know, but you, I, I think you're bringing it up because you maybe to some degree you would have thought that that would have been a thing that would have been, you might not have enjoyed as you used to. Is that, yeah, the, yeah. The theme, the motif, as you like to say. Right, right. But this, this definitely paid off, I would say, in many, many different ways. In the same way that I feel like, say, a uh, Christmas vacation may pay off every year, even if you know all the, li- all the lines of dialogue that Randy Quaid is about to bust out. Sure. I see. That's just it. I think there are certain things that, um, y- you know, when you first heard that way back, whenever we did that back in the Arbor Cinema days, that is an experience you could have repeated again and again, right? But then you get this principle of diminishing returns, where it just is is not not as new as it was. So you're not going to get the same thrill. But then if you just forget about it, let it go for a year, two months, whatever it is that you need to, and then re-experience. You can kind of, kind of re-experience that joy again, right? Well, we, you know what, what was particularly magical about it as well is that I remember initially hearing it and being a little bit put off by what I perceived to be the chaos in that center area, where again he's shouting and the drums are going and there's just all that extra sound. And to hear it again so many years later, but to know every sound and every shout before it occurs. To, to hear the order in that chaos is just a, a pretty astounding a, a right. experience as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're probably going to make me turn it on right after we're done talking. You know, after the shouting, then the little uh, guitar breakdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you have some memory of this, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard the song before, one time or twice, and now our listeners well, have heard me sing part of that song. If they were somehow unfamiliar with it, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's one or two of our listeners of twelve to sixteen thousand that uh, maybe are not familiar with it. Right. Well, well, I, all I know is the numbers continue to multiply. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but um, we got a retweet from a stranger the other day. Yes, it's true. I actually looked it up, and that stranger is a prolific retweeter to the degree that I was like, is this, is this a person? Is this yeah, a yeah, yeah. I, 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 here's the thing. I'm of two minds of it. On the one hand, I'm a little disappointed because I also noticed the prolific nature of the retweeting, but I also noticed that it was based on a hashtag. And so I, I do I, – I got to tell you, I think this hashtag thing, I think it's going to pay off in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> There's something there's something to this hashtag business. Is that what you're saying? Well, the thing is too, I went with the obscure hashtag of Disneyland that I don't know that I, many people would go with necessarily. I don't think that's as, as obscure. It's not really obscure. It's just not trend specific. <laughs> okay, well, dude, you, you never know with you, man. You never know. <laughs> really, I All right. really think that Disneyland thing is going to take off at some point. It could. You never know. <laughs> And as far as um, New Year's goes, are you um, just just laying low, I assume? Yeah, I mean, listen, 
<clears throat> so it's interesting that I we maybe even talked about this last year. I'd have to go back. You know, um, that was that's in the past. I try to look forward. That's what New Year's is all about. Ha ha. But I, I don't. <laughs> that's a good good one. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, there are people that are anti-resolution, and I'm on the fence about the resolution because I think. Although the the fact that we start the year January 1st, I mean, we know that, that we know mathematically that there are 365.25 days uh, in a year. And so we can start it whenever we want to. We start ours in uh, winter. But it's arbitrary, you know, which that's the arbitrary part. But a lot of people are anti-resolution. I think it's fine to come to a point where you say, you know, to reexamine your life and say what, what am I, what would I like to change? What would I like to improve? I think that's totally fine. And you can do it any time of year, but if there's a time of year that if you're not doing it and you want to do it, it's, it's a fine time of year to do it. Uh, so as far as like the New Year's tradition goes, uh, you know, so I think that part is fine. As far as the going out and going to parties, I have not enjoyed going to a New Year's party in over, I don't know that I ever really did enjoy it, to be honest, but mm-hmm. for sure 25 years. Maybe even the last time that I enjoyed going to a New Year's party. It's not, and by the way, I've been to New Year's party. I, I've spent New Year's with my wife and friends, but there's this expectation that it's going to be different from any other party. Oh, and then you have to stay up till midnight. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. care anymore, right? Do you know? The, the, right. The, that part of the tradition, the countdown has been less uh, important to me. And then, of course, this year with the resolution, I mean, I think about the resolutions I made last year. And you, you, can, only, you can only make a resolution based upon um, accepted expectations. Like, for example, there's not going to be a quarantine pandemic shutdown. So, you know, if you thought, I'm going to get out more last year, you're forgiven. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm reluctant to engage in that sort of stuff. To, to to too much to too much of a degree this year. Hence, what we're probably going to do this year is uh, take it easy, find something on Netflix or some other streaming platform, maybe ha- have a little imbibement and and snacks. We're going to do snacks. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, now, I, I hope will be, the snacks will be you know you know first class will be some charcuterie and some baked brie. Uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Aaron Weed, sent me a package of cheese uh, as a thanks for all the cheesy texts and jokes I sent him throughout the year. Very nice. I okay. Okay. One of those brie wheels and bake it up and probably eat that. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. What about well, you? I, I, what about I will. I was gonna say. I hope that uh, there's no one in law enforcement that is among our many thousand listeners because I'm, I actually have a gig on New Year's. Um, where I'll be playing, I think we're doing two sets, uh, one from 9 to 9.45 and one from 10 to 10.45. So my, my goal is to be, you know, at home and in bed by about 11.45. So I, I think I'll actually make, you know, West Coast, um, New Year's this year in terms of being awake, but, um, I hope to have, you know, gear packed up and everything like that, that by then. And um, and so you know that's that's it's it's very exciting. I, you know, it's, it's May I ask about this gig? Uh, is it at a private residence or is this? Are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, I I think I can talk about it vaguely. It's it's at a public place, but it is a private business 
and it's it's like a warehouse sort of thing. Um, I don't imagine that all of the participants will be fully um, socially distanced, but I will be socially distanced from everybody. And um, you know, it, I'll I'll play my stuff and then then leave. I, there will be no you know embracing or anything like that. So it'll, it, it's it's fairly mellow, and I, I do get to you know dress up nice, and there'll be some photos and such. And it's you know it's it's always fun to um, it's 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 fun to have a gig. It's funny. Um, I don't know. I imagine that you have not seen this yet, but there's a movie that came out on Disney Plus called Soul, and it came out on um, Christmas. Uh, it was on Christmas Day that it came out. And it's it's a remarkable movie. I, I highly recommend it. Um, and I'm not going to get too far into it, but one of the one of the fundamental themes of Soul is, and it's you know it directly ties to. In fact, I even quoted uh, John Lennon um, when when describing the movie. But it, it's all about the things that we build up to those really really big moments that we think are going to happen um, are usually less important in the grand scheme of things than the small things that happen along the way. There's, of course, I think I've even referenced it on the podcast, that John Lennon line about how life is what happens while we're busy making plans. And if you'd have told me, you know, 20 years ago, um, you're going to be playing a gig on New Year's, I would have been super psyched about it. I would have been like, this would, that would be the most awesome. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful to be doing it, and it'll be fun, and it'll be cool, but, um you know, I was um, uh, doing a little rehearsal or pre-practice uh, jamming on some of the songs, and um, I had uh, my my lovely girlfriend Molly, her, her daughter, um, wanted to know if I could show her some sort of pop song without um, and show her how to play it. And I was like, Yeah, give me young. I'm sure I could. And um, I didn't know the song, but I looked it up really quickly and learned that, it, you know, it's a pop song. It's like it's got four chords to it. It's a song called, I think, uh, Verbatim is the name of the song. It's by a band named Mother Mother or a group named Mother Mother. And, um, you know, it's it's just four chords and very, very simple. Actually, the, the chords are hard, but if it's only four, it's easy to internalize those four. And um, so, so I, I picked it out and figured it out and um, showed it to her right quick. And, and I got to tell you that that was – in all of my time playing, that was one of the more rewarding experiences was showing – it was almost magical because, you know, you're showing someone something that seemed previously attain, unattainable but that now is. And um, it, it, it's just a funny sort of thing is that that was something that I did in preparation for this other thing that's supposed to be kind of a bigger deal and really in the grand scheme of things. Um, it, it, it'll be cool. But it, I probably is it fair to say that when you're teaching someone music, especially someone who doesn't have a background, that you're revealing a little bit of the the secret to the magic, and mm-hmm. yet so so in some ways it becomes less magical, but in many other ways it is the the, the experience is is magical in and of itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's a really really cool thing, and it's one of those things that you know comes with um, aging and trying to figure out what what's important and what's not, and the things that you might have thought were important um, aren't, and the things that you do that 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 you think are just run of the mill sometimes are the things that make for um, 
uh, make for uh, memories uh, for the future. And um, speaking of which, uh, or speaking of shows, and um, you'll probably wait on Soul, but I, like I said, I highly recommend it. Um, as we're thinking, and you'd mentioned like New Year's resolutions, and I think that um, in order to give, you know, our, our many, I, I'm going to use the, the F word, I'm going to say many of our fans um, something to look forward to. I feel like there was a time where we kind of like previewed what we might talk about in the future. And um, I, I, I feel like the food thing should always be a surprise. I think like that's that's a secret little little gift that we can hand out. But in terms of, is, is there anything that you would recommend that um, I see before we we talk next? Or, well, so or, what you're saying is we we should give each other a homework assignment and then we can talk about it next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing. Exactly. Well. You know, it's funny you should mention that because uh, we we often talk about what we want to see and and we we don't always talk about it on you know on the show, but it, privately we'll discuss that. There's a movie that we're probably going to watch in our household, um, not especially holidayish, uh, kind of heavy in its themes, but okay. uh, but big nonetheless. And it, it's Bombshell. Do you, you, uh... you recall this movie? Is is it, it has to do with Fox, playing, is, uh, the right. Fox News thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know of it. Yes. Uh, it's supposed to be quite remarkable. We are interested. I would. Um, I'll say, and so I'll say, let's watch that. But you know, the reason I have not watched Soul, to be honest, is that I've lost my access to mm. the streaming platform. So I got to work on that. And if I can get that access, um. I'd like to watch Soul, and maybe we could talk about it in more depth. Yeah, it it, it is it is remarkable and well worth your time, well worth anybody's time. It's probably um, I, I can think of very few things more powerful than that. And you know you know what it kind of ties into is that conversation that we had. If you recall, if you're one of the many listeners who heard our last episode when we talked about uh, Joseph Campbell, what's fascinating about it when you watch it is it is the hero's journey, but it's times two. Both of the characters like interweave their own hero's journey together and play different roles in that journey. It's really fascinating the way that it plays precisely along those lines. And I would love to have that conversation with you um, in the in in the very near future. Um, sure. with, with with that being said, one other thing before we head out, I know we also talked about possibly um, listening to some music together. And um, I was revisiting that list of a thousand one albums that you need to hear before you die, and I ran into uh, a Frank Sinatra album that um, that I thought was really really cool and possibly an interesting um, thing to listen to in parallel with. We we heard uh, in the wee small hours. In the past, I don't remember which episode, but um, in, in the wee small hours, and then this this album is called. Um, uh, Swingin' Songs for Lovers, I think it's called. And um, it's so very, very different. And I know that you, you have a background of knowledge with Frank Sinatra that I don't really have. And um, for me, it was just interesting hearing it, – it's like a whole other side. Um, it's kind of like the difference between, uh, uh, I would say, uh, in the wee small hours would be like Weezer's Pinkerton to um, this uh, Swingin' Songs is like Weezer's Blue Album bring us to a, a vague 90s reference that, that some people might or might not 
might not get. Do you, are you, uh, are you, I, I can't even begin to discuss that parallel because I'm not familiar with Sweden's song. But um, it, how about this? Because we got a lot, we, we, we previewed a lot if you want to, if you, if, if, if we, if you want to give a rundown. We previewed the possibility of Bombshell, Soul, Bombshell. And, and Frank Sinatra, right? Indeed, indeed. All right. So, so once listened to, we can, we can talk and discuss the nuance in, in to what degree it is like anything else, be it, uh, Weezer or Van Halen for that matter. Um, <clears throat> Between say you know uh, 1984 and 5150 or something, uh, but in any case, <laughs> probably more of a fair warning. But okay. <laughs> uh, um, but now we have we've we've given each other some things to do, and we've given and our we we'll call them uh, our uh, fans. As fans, exactly. Yeah. Uh, did, did we describe gazers? Gazers. So for all you gazers out there, and given our decades together, we are practically geezers. Um, but uh, uh, well, until next time, I shall say um, Happy New Year. Indeed, dude. Happy New Year. See ya. Maybe it's much too early in the game Oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing New Year's, New Year's Eve? Who's gonna be the one to hold you tight? When it's exactly 12 o'clock at night Welcoming in the new year New Year's Eve Maybe I'm crazy But suppose I'd ever be the one you chose Out of a thousand Invitations you receive Oh, but in case I stand one little chance Here comes the jackpot